1: Every once in a while, we got to f- the religious people. There are 720 churches in Charlotte. I'm sure we can find one where you can stuff your face. Shut up. Quit pointing out the problem. Men will be
0: proud, arrogant, abusive. You watch some of today's rock star pastors, and you will see every characteristic Paul listed played out in vivid detail on the church stage. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio. This is
2: Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday, and I'm at the Gainesville, campus. Georgia State is what it's called. Hey, young man, while you're eating your pizza, can I ask you a question on the radio? Uh, sure. What are you studying here?
3: Pre-medicine, pretty much just anything.
2: So you want to be a what?
3: A doctor. You do? Yeah.
2: Really? So when you see those those TV shows where they're cutting open the human body, mm-hmm. does that make you go, Bow. Not really. Yeah. Okay. Well, God made you differently because I see that stuff. If you show me a needle,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to hit the deck. I'm one of those guys.
3: <laughs> wow. Nah, no, I'm used to it.
2: You're used to it? You see, I think, though, different people are made differently. hmm And we need guys like you to operate on guys like me, because some of us are kind of on the sissy, squeamish side. Yeah. All right, so I want to ask you a question. You're studying medicine. hmm Who do you think made the human body? It's so amazingly designed. Do you think it evolved, or did God make it?
3: I think God made it. Think so? Yeah. Why? Because it's kind of hard for something so complicated and complex to evolve by itself. I agree. Are you a are you a a believer in God? Yeah. Who do you think God is? Uh, just I don't know. I just think he's um, just the creator that created us. We don't really know who he is. He's just there. Okay. So do you do you follow a certain religious path? Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, the Seventh Day Adventist. I see. So what is the Seventh Day? We're in Saturday, the day God rested when he finished creating. Okay. And you think that
2: you should go to church on that day, correct? Yeah. Have you been doing that? Yep. Faithfully. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell Every me, Saturday. Tell me who Jesus is to a Seventh Day Adventist.
3: Hmm. Jesus is um, well, God's like God's only Son. Okay. The one who came down from the heavens to die for us in the cross. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jesus is God? In some ways. Some ways. Yeah, like they're like they're the same, but they're different. They're two in one, I guess. Okay, three in one? Mm -hmm. Well,
2: yeah. Holy Spirit also?
3: All right,
2: so tell me, how do you think you're getting to heaven? What do you have to do to go to heaven?
3: Just follow the commandments and be the best person you can be and at least pray to Him, adore Mm -hmm. Him. Have you done that? Have you followed the commandments? Mm Mm-hmm, tried my best. No, but have you kept the commandments? Uh, Yeah.
2: Really? Most of them. There's no way you kept all the commandments. I said most of them. I haven't kept all of them. Okay, let's see which one you have kept. All right? Has God always been first in your life? No. All right. Have you ever made a graven image out of God? Have you ever had a wrong understanding about God or thought that maybe God was one thing when he's really another? Because that would be making a graven image out of God.
3: I'm not sure.
2: Have you ever taken God's name in vain? Probably. Hmm. Have you always kept the Sabbath holy in every way?
3: Yeah, you sure? As far as I remember. Have you ever missed a Saturday? Uh, yeah, when my parents were sick. No, righty. Mm-hmm. Speaking of your parents, did you
2: ever do anything naughty as a child?
3: <laughs> not completely naughty. Yeah, I mm. have. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, you were a naughty child sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. you don't have to be all the time, but you break that commandment by being disrespectful or not doing what you're told. All right. Murder. Have you ever murdered anybody? Anybody? No. All right, have you ever been angry at somebody driving down the road, thinking they're a moron, idiot, knucklehead? Mm-hmm. All right, because Jesus said that if you call somebody a fool, you're in danger of the judgment. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that if you're unjustly angry, you're actually a murderer at heart, so you commit the crime of murder just by thinking a vicious thought towards somebody.
3: Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think I've ever thought of, well, yeah, hey, just not too vicious.
2: Yeah. What about adultery?
3: Hmm. That's a hard one.
2: Well, you're not married.
3: Yeah, but. Remember look, what
2: Jesus said. Looking at women with lust, and you've yeah. committed adultery in your heart. Have you done that? Of course. I see. Stealing. Have you ever stolen anything?
3: Probably have. Uh huh. Anything from stores. Uh huh. Lying. Have you told lies in your life? Of course. Uh huh. Everyone has. All right, so dude, I'm I'm
2: thinking. Really, just like the rest of us, you haven't kept any of the commandments, have you?
3: Mm hmm. Right? But at most, at times you do keep some, times you just sure. break them all. But imagine a criminal standing in a courtroom who says, Judge,
2: I know that I broke those laws, but I didn't break them all the time. Mm hmm. I just broke them once in a while. Well, the judge is going to say, Well, that makes you a guilty criminal, right? Yeah. So you said to get to heaven, you've got to keep the commandments, but you haven't kept the commandments. Mm hmm. So it sounds to me like you're not going to heaven.
3: Sounds like it's. But you still you still gotta pray and still do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's not gonna make up for the for the broken commandments, is it? No. Huh. Okay. What did Jesus do two thousand years ago when he came to Earth? What did he do? What was the culmination
3: of his ministry? Um, he died on the cross. Why did he do that? To um, to clear away all our sins. That's right forgive
2: you of all of your sins yeah all right because you've broken all of god's laws Mm -hmm. but jesus came to pay your fine jesus the perfect god man fully god fully man so that you could have a representative so that god's wrath could be satisfied he took on human form and he kept all of the laws that you broken and all the punishment that you deserve he took it upon himself Mm -hmm. you the bad man (laughs) your crimes have been placed on jesus and the perfection of Jesus can be credited to your account so that you, the bad man, can be seen as the good man because of what Jesus did on your behalf. It's called grace. You can be forgiven by grace alone, not working your way to heaven because all you've earned for yourself now with your work, all you've earned is hell. But the good news of the Gospel is Jesus died for sinners like you and me so that we can be completely forgiven so that God could forgive us, take us to heaven, not because of what we do, but because of what Jesus did for us. That's the good news of the gospel. Dude, I don't know if they're teaching you that at your Seventh-day Adventist church, and if they're telling you you got to go to church on Saturday, otherwise you're going to hell. I don't think they're telling you the truth.
3: Well, actually, Jesus. they don't tell us that. They just say, they say pretty much everything you just said.
2: All right. Jesus said that he's the Lord of the Sabbath and here's why. Mm-hmm. Back in the Old Testament, they kept the Sabbath. They got the they got the Sabbath day off. It was the one day out of the week we get two days off. They got one day off. And the reason was God rested from his work on the seventh day in creation. Mm-hmm. Exodus 20 says that we the Jews then were supposed to rest from their work so that they got a sense that you worked, you worked, you worked and it was a little taste of rest. Jesus came along and said, "I'm the Lord of the Sabbath." And if you'll stop working your way to heaven and rest in me, Mm -hmm. you will experience peace, forgiveness, and everlasting life because of the work that he did. So don't rest in your work, dude. Rest in the work of Jesus. That's what the Sabbath was a picture of. You don't keep the Sabbath to go to heaven. Jesus is the Sabbath who kept the laws on our behalf so we can go to heaven. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So here's my question for you. You said that you're going to heaven because you're working your way there. hmm I just shared something a little different with you. Which is it, dude? How are you going to get to heaven? Your works or Jesus' work?
3: Jesus' work.
2: Okay, now, maybe this is my last question. In order to get that forgiveness credited to your account, what does the Bible say you must do to be forgiven by God? How does the good work of Jesus get applied to your account? How does that transaction take place?
3: Um, I guess pretty much just continue his work. Nope. And then um, baptize yourself in him. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. Nope. Because that's working again.
2: Mhm. And what is it? Trust in him. He says you need to repent. Instead of thinking that you can work your way there, recognize you're a bad man who's done bad things and sinned against God, and recognize that Jesus, the God Man, died for you, the sinner, and say you're sorry to God for all of your sins. Turn from your sins doesn't mean you become perfect but that you no longer desire to sin but you desire to please the savior and you put your trust in jesus you repent of your sins and trust in jesus for your eternity you stop trusting in yourself and you start trusting in him and the bible says when you do that his good work credited to your account you will be seen not only as forgiven but as righteous because jesus kept all of the laws you've broken and took the wrath of the father on your behalf repent and trust in jesus and dude then you'll be saved by grace alone ephesians 2 8 and 9 by grace are you saved through faith not of yourself it is a gift of god not of works so that no man can boast the good news is jesus will forgive you but you've got to repent and trust him now i don't know if you've done that or not only you know that and god knows that because i'm not your judge So I would simply ask you as you sit here pondering medicine and deep thoughts, Mm -hmm. ask yourself the question. Do what the Bible says. Examine yourself to see if you are in the truth. Make your calling and election sure. If you don't know as you sit on this bench that you are completely forgiven, call out to God for mercy, repent of your sins and trust in Jesus, and then you will know that you are his child. And then stop striving to earn your way to heaven with your works and get to work for Him because He has been so kind to save you with His works. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah. All right, dude. Between you and God, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for the chat. I appreciate it. By the way, if you are in the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, be careful. There's some bad teachings in there about the Sabbath, about works, about legalism, about who Jesus is. Now, I realize that there are some I don't know how many, there are some Seventh-day Adventists that are reforming. But overall, I think that you need to look outside of that denomination for a grace alone, faith alone, in Jesus alone. We are at Georgia State. This is Wretched Radio. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines, wait, I know what it is, Jesus is building His church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Aspiritu from the Masters Academy International in
4: the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace jesus christ
2: jesus is on the march in the philippines souls are being saved churches are being built and yet there are too many empty pulpits and that is where you come in would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided the masters academy international training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor.
1: Hey, thank you for listening to Wretched Radio today. We know you have infinite choices in what gets your time, and we don't take for granted that you've chosen Wretched Radio. And we also want to thank those of you who are monthly Wretched Gospel partners. Without your support, we could not do all that we're able to do. From Wretched Radio and Wretched TV to other productions like Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, and Breaking Bread, not to mention the many resources available in the Wretched Store, they're all possible only because of you and your ongoing support. If you're not Already a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider becoming one? Help us continue producing quality productions that reach millions with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And know that we take seriously our stewardship of the resources you provide. That's why we're audited yearly by the ECFA, so you know we're accountable to you. Get all the information you could ever need about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner now by visiting wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace, amazing gospel. 2
0: General Revelation is God's act of making Himself known through His creation. A part of general revelation is the sensus divinatus, a sense of the divine. God has given every person an undeniable awareness of his existence. There are no true atheists, only rebels in denial of what every person knows to be true. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. I'm at Gainesville State. Young man, how are you doing today?
2: Good. Hey, while you're sitting here enjoying your Gatorade, could I ask you a quick question? Dude... What, the, what country? Are you from this country?
4: No, actually, I'm Where from, are you from? I'm from India.
2: India? Yeah. I just read in, I want to say Bangladesh. Uh, let me think of the region. It's. It must be where Pakistan is. A lot of Muslims are coming in, and there's a lot of tension going on right now between Muslims and Hindus. Have you heard about that?
4: Yeah, actually, you know, there is uh, some politics riots. Like, you know, when they... Both Hindu and Muslim, they live together in India.
2: Yeah. Are you a Muslim?
4: No, I'm not Muslim. What are you? I'm Sikh. Sikh. Tell me what that is. Actually, that's religion. That's really small religion in North India. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... Uh, actually, we got five leaders, like, you know, like Jesus... We got five leaders. Okay, in, Jesus. In, Who's another one? No, no, Je- not Jesus. Like Jesus, it's an example. Okay, you know, Christian. Like oh, I see. Je-
2: okay, but it's not Jesus. It's like Jesus. Okay, yeah, like no,
4: like Jesus, like five uh, or oh, ten leaders. Okay, and uh, uh, it's really small region in north, and uh, we believe in our holy book. It's uh, written by our ten. What's liters. the name of your holy book? It's a uh, Guru Granth Sahib. Okay, yeah.
2: Now. Jesus in the Christian religion is not just a leader, he's God.
4: Yeah, he's God. I mean, everybody like who's come from God is God. You know? It's the same thing. Hmm. But it, they they give, they give you message by. No, you let, know me know
2: you ask, let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Jesus said that nobody else is God, just him. Mm-hmm. So now we got a conflict here.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You're saying that everybody who claims to be a messenger is, yeah, is yeah, God. Yeah, 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 but Jesus said, no, those are false messengers. I'm the only true God there is.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's right, but you not everyone. But she just few. In the Sikh
2: religion, mm-hmm. what is the afterlife? What happens to you when you die?
4: Oh, that's uh, I. We believe in rebirth.
2: Reincarnation.
4: Yeah, like rebirth.
2: Okay. Yeah. So where do you think? Let's say this tree fell on your head, mm-hmm. and you died. Mm-hmm. Where do? You, what do you think you would be rebirthed into? Would you go up the ladder or down?
4: Actually, it's depend on my work. What I am doing in in north, you know, if I am doing bad like Ladain, I am going to be hell. Like I am going to be like, I will be born in like really bad family or really bad conditions, mm-hmm. like poor. Will, or you like be, will you maybe beggar? An,
2: will you become an animal? Will you go back that far in the regression, or will you still be a human being?
4: I guess I will be born in like if I do something bad.
2: What do you think? Right now, you die. No, right now, what do you think will happen to you?
4: No, I'm right now. I'm doing ne- nothing. Like not. I really like to do some good things. I'm doing like good things. Mm-hmm. I don't like to kill someone. I don't like to hurt someone. And I really like to say truth, like truth. You know. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what happening. What's gonna happen. You're but, not nervous about? No, it. no, no. Okay,
2: let me let me let me try mm-hmm. to probe into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said something just the opposite. Jesus said that there's there's really nobody who does good. No, not one. Mm-hmm. That everybody sins and falls short of God's standard. Mm-hmm. And the standard by which we can measure ourselves mm-hmm. is maybe a little higher than the standard that you're measuring yourself with right now. For instance, Jesus said, you've heard it said of old, thou shall not commit adultery. You know what that is. But I say unto you, if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: because God sees our thought life, and our intentions, and our desires, and what's going on inside of our brain. Mm -hmm. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust?
4: Like, sometime, you know. Okay. Sometime. All right. You're like the rest of us, then. Like, you know, when I... Not not every woman, you know. Not like... Not every, every woman, but... Not like... I mean, I control myself. I'll, I control myself, but not
2: perfectly, correct?
4: Yeah, not perfectly. Okay. No, nobody perfect here. I no. agree. That's yeah. the problem. That's yeah. what Jesus said. Yeah. There's, there's nobody perfect. Nobody perfect. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, have you ever told any sort of a lie, half truth, not completely straightforward with the truth?
4: Yeah, sometimes I do that. Okay, because yeah, yeah. that's a commandment that says you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah no But I try to speak truth. That's good. But, but sometimes, you know, that's right. In, in like, like. Sometime I said, but I did, you know, I did. I I told somebody lie, you know, okay. sometime, but not every day. Or, okay,
2: have you no. ever been annoyed with somebody, angry with somebody, because they, you just thought they were foolish or stupid or incompetent or a bad driver or didn't do what you thought they should do and you kind of in your heart went, oh...
4: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah Uh Yeah,
2: I did, but Because Jesus said Mm -hmm. That if you do that You're in danger of the judgment Because again Mm -hmm. God doesn't just see what we do Mm -hmm. He sees our thought life And our intention Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah yeah, That's what, you know Okay Yeah, yeah
2: Okay, so now based on that standard all right Mm -hmm. Not based on the good things you've done Because they're kind of irrelevant Mm -hmm. Based on that In Christianity, we believe that it is appointed for you to die one time. You'll die one time. Mm -hmm. You won't be reborn. He'll die one time. You Mm -hmm. live once, you die once. Mm -hmm. And you will stand before God, Mm -hmm. and he will judge everything that you've ever done, Mm -hmm. everything you've said, everything you've thought, Mm -hmm. everything that you failed to do, Mm -hmm. All right, including understanding him rightly. Mm -hmm. Now, if the books are opened up on you, my Sikh friend, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: and that's the standard, it's no lying, no lusting. No anger yeah, yeah no no dishonoring parents yeah, yeah. no taking God's name in vain. the standard is perfection Would you be innocent or guilty before God?
4: I have no answer about that I mean really actually if I if I if you make judgment like uh, about me I'm not judging you no no like I'm asking you to judge yeah, yourself yeah. yeah I'm judging myself if I judge myself I'm a really bad person. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm really bad. I'm. I'm trying okay. to be a good. But, okay,
2: which is you know. good, but you're like the rest of us. You're bad, and that's exactly what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Now, if you're a bad person, mm-hmm. and God is completely good,
5: mm-hmm.
2: what do you think God should do with you? This is what. This is what the Bible teaches. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's heaven, or there's hell. There's not rebirth and a second no, chance. No, hell, hell. You would go yeah. to hell.
4: Yeah. Obviously. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: What did Jesus do? so that you can go to heaven, so that your sins can be forgiven. Have you ever heard this?
4: Actually, some, like, uh, some guys say meditation.
2: Nope.
4: Meditation is nope. good things, like to change your mind, to, like, uh, to, it's a good way to go to heaven. Nope. No?
2: Nope. Because here's the problem. Uh-huh. It's like a criminal mm-hmm. who's broken the laws. Mm-hmm. If he's standing before the judge and the judge says, you are guilty, Mm -hmm. you have broken all the laws. Mm -hmm. If the criminal says, but I've meditated, it's not going to do him any good, is it? He has to have somebody pay his fine for the crimes that he has committed. In Christianity, the Bible teaches you have a fine payer. There is somebody who loves you enough Mm -hmm. to pay your fine on your behalf, and his Mm -hmm. name is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, the only true and living God. Mm -hmm. Anything else is an idol. Anybody who teaches differently is a false teacher.
5: Jesus you know, came
2: to proclaim good news to the captives. Yeah. He li- he kept all of the laws that you've mm-hmm. broken,
5: mm-hmm.
2: and he took the punishment of God the Father mm-hmm. on your behalf. God poured out his wrath on his son Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was beaten and bruised by men, and he was hung on a cross. You've heard of that before, right?
4: No, uh, actually, I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about that. That's the story of like, Christianity, yeah, yeah, that, I that, know that
2: Jesus died for you, mm-hmm. taking the punishment that you deserve so you don't have to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And if you will repent, it's a word that means you change your mind. You are presently striving to be reincarnated to a better place. You Mm -hmm. have to confess, I'm wrong. My beliefs have been wrong. And I've been trying to do good on my own. And all I've done is bad. Mm -hmm. I've been selfish. I've been sinful. I've been an idolater and an Mm -hmm. adulterer at heart. And you say you're sorry. And you turn from your sins. And you put your trust in Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. the true and living God. And he says, because of what I have done, my goodness will be credited to your account. And you can be adopted by God himself and inherit eternal life because of what Jesus did on your behalf. So that when you die, you will stand before God. And you know what he would say to you? He won't say, depart from me, you sinner, and you wicked person, into everlasting hellfire. But instead, he will say, come and receive the inheritance prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Your sins have been forgiven because of what Jesus did, and you will inherit eternal life because of what God so, did for you, a sinner. So
4: I ask you, what I need to do to like Jesus, what I need to do for Jesus, that's way He can forgive my all sins? You can't do anything
2: for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus has done everything for you. That's like, the amazing good like, news.
4: You know, when some someone something we take... We have to give someone.
2: Nope. Is that true? Well, when you do wrong, you should want to make it right, but not to earn your way to heaven, mm-hmm. but because heaven has been earned for you, and you have a God, the God who made the universe and all people in it,
5: mm-hmm.
2: will adopt you into his family, forgive all of your sins.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: It doesn't mean that you become perfect, but suddenly your desires are different, and you desire... To please God, not to earn yourself a better place in reincarnation, but because He has earned eternity and forgiveness for you. Mm -hmm. Right now, the anger of God is pointed straight at you on this bench. Mm -hmm. But the work of Jesus will satisfy God's wrath toward you because of what He did for you. Mm -hmm. But you need to repent. And you need to turn to Him. Mm -hmm. Put your trust in Him. And then you'll desire to do good because of what has been done for you. Not to earn heaven, but because it's been earned for you.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Does that make sense to you?
4: Yeah, it makes sense.
2: All right, dude, you got to scoot and i got to take a break. All All right? All right. This is Wretched Radio.
1: This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Okay, see if you can track with this story because it lost me a couple of times. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but Harlem or Harlem, which is a Dutch city west of Amsterdam and has a population of about 160,000, has become the first city in the world to ban meat advertisements. <laughs> yeah, their effort is to reduce consumption and greenhouse gas emissions because meat is among the products that are deemed to contribute to the climate crisis, so meat can no longer be advertised because climate change. Well, a Christian college in Missouri is continuing their legal battle against the Biden administration's trans-discrimination policy. Now they move to the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals seeking protection from the administration policy that officials believe will force the college to allow biological males to live in dorms and use showers reserved for women. Yeah, let's pray for the College of the Ozarks, because according to the world, they're on the wrong side of this. I mean, they just want to keep women safe. And apparently the world says that's a no-no these days. According to a new Pew Research Center report, the percentage of Americans who consider themselves Christian may fall from 64% to under 50% by 2070, if current trends continue. I might argue that if current trends continue, America may not even be here in 2070. Well, we finally figured it out. If you're overweight, of course, it's always someone else's fault.
5: I'm going to prove to you why white people are the reason I'm back today. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered.
1: did you even respond to that? Suspected Fulani herdsmen on Sunday killed a Christian security guard as they abducted a pastor in central Nigeria and also wounded the church leader's wife, according to sources. The day after the kidnapping, the gunman contacted the pastor's family and demanded 20 million Naria, which is approximately 46,650 US dollars. They wanted that amount for the pastor's release. Nigeria, of course, led the world in Christians killed for their faith last year, and they also led the world for the number of Christians who were kidnapped last year. And in the 2022 World Watch list of the countries where it's most difficult to be a Christian, Nigeria came in at the seventh spot. But with all of the things that we've seen come out of the country this year, I would venture to say next year's list, they're likely somewhere in the top three. As we tell you so frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you are continuing to pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters abroad. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks.
0: Important dates in Christian history 1054. Tensions between the East and the West had been brewing for centuries, but when negotiations between Rome and Constantinople went sour, both sides excommunicated each other, and the divide between Catholicism and Orthodoxy remains to this day. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. I'm at Georgia State College,
2: I think. There's a young man who seems to be listening to... His fancy schmancy iPod. Hey, young man, how you doing today? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing. Thanks. You know what? Nobody usually asks. Thanks for asking. No problem. Can I ask you another question on the radio today?
3: Sure. What are you listening to? Um, The little things by Danny Elfman. He is. uh, Well, normally he's just like a composer. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I just don't. Is he? What's what style of music? He does a lot of movies. Oh, is that right? Yes, sir. So what type of music is that that, that you're listening to? Uh, well, this is rock. Oh, it's rock and roll? Yes, sir. Okay. So you keep calling me sir. How come? You're very polite. What's the deal? What's up with you? Well, you're an adult, so I should call you <laughs> sir? <laughs> Even that was polite. You must be from the south. Yes, sir. Yeah, see, that's kind of... Or the military, one of the two. No, the south. Just from the south. And your parents, did they insist that you sir and ma'am people? Oh, yes, sir. When you were young, did you have to call kids Mr. and Mrs. instead of by their first name? What, it, other it, kids? Uh, no, the, the parents of your friends. Oh, oh uh, yeah. They were Mr. Johnson or... Yes, sir. Whatever. Okay, interesting. Now, I'm just going to make a guess about you. Okay. Southern Baptist. Well, Methodist. You're close. <laughs> well, not if he has to Southern Baptist, but okay, so you're a Methodist. Yes, sir. Okay, so if nothing else, I've learned today that Methodists raise up their kids to be very polite... I guess so Alright, did your parents raise you up to believe in their God? Um, I guess So are you following the Methodist religion? Yes, sir Cool, tell me, why should I consider following the Methodist teachings? Um Give me, I'm asking, I'm inviting you Okay To give me the most compelling message of Methodism
3: Well, I don't know, I mean, I guess the most compelling message for me is probably not going to be the same for you so I guess, you know, you got to look into it yourself and see what you like. All right. Well, I'm asking you. Okay. okay in fact, here, how's about this? I'll okay. try another scenario. All right.
2: Young man. Yes, sir. I've just come from the doctor's office. I have been diagnosed with a terminal illness. I could go down any minute, frankly. I'm scared to die. I'm very concerned about that. Cancer is consuming my body, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many more breaths that I have. You're a Methodist. I think they teach something about the afterlife.
3: Right. What could you tell me that might help me? Well, I mean I guess you know, if you find religion, you know you know, you'll find some sort of inner peace. And you won't be afraid. But I'm that's not helping me. You
2: haven't told me anything that is helping me to have peace. I'm asking you, give me peace. Can you
3: help me with that? Probably not. Really? Well, I mean, I'm not someone who's so well versed that I could help someone. Okay. All right. So why are you a Methodist? Um, it's just what my parents were. So, you know, but they never pushed me because I, you know, go to my friends' churches, and you know, I just like mine better. Yeah? yeah. Okay.
2: So you're kind of going with it because you like it. Yeah. Okay. The afterlife. Okay. Let, let's roll reverse. All right. Okay. Do your best acting. Pretend you're dying. I'll be the Methodist sitting on the bench. Go. Okay. I'm dying Really? Yeah Do you know why people die? I don't The Bible says The soul that sins It shall die mm-hmm. That's why everything dies Because the Bible teaches that we sin And we're under the curse of death Right Because we are sinners Do you think you're a sinner? I've sinned before, yes sir Yeah What, what makes a sin a sin? Do you know? I'm just doing something bad And what is bad is when we do something contrary to the will of God. So when we lie, Mm -hmm. that's against God's will because he is truth and he wants us to be truth tellers. But when we lie, we sin against God by mangling the truth. Right. What is a sin is lawlessness. It's breaking God's laws. Mm -hmm. Have you broken God's laws? Before, yes, sir. For instance, have you looked at a woman with lust? Yes, sir. Okay, because Jesus said if you do that, you're an adulterer at heart, Mm -hmm. which is a violation of the seventh commandment. Right. Okay. Have you ever dishonored your parents in any way? Yes, sir. We're supposed to honor our mother and father, so when we don't, they're God's representatives, we sin against God. Yes, sir. Have you ever murdered anybody? No, sir. Have you ever been angry with somebody driving down a road and thought they were a complete bonehead because they have no driving skills? Yes, sir. Okay, because Jesus said if you do that, inside of your brain, you're in danger of the judgment because God doesn't just judge what we do.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: It's what we think, right. what's going on inside of our brain. Have you ever taken God's name in vain? No, sir. You're sure? Yes, sir. Any OMGs or anything careless about I try Jesus' I real hard not Because if you ever use God's name carelessly or you call yourself a Methodist, mm-hmm. but the world sees your lying or your lusting right. or your anger and they go, wow, Some Christian that actually blasphemes God's name too. All right. So you're a sinner. Friend, that's why you're gonna die. Because you two are under the curse of death because you've broken the law. And that's why you're scared. Because there's something inside of your head, your conscience, that says, Uh oh, I've done wrong. And when I face God, I'm gonna be in big trouble. That's it. Yeah. So that's why you're scared and that's why you're gonna die. Now have you ever heard what God did so that you do not have to go to hell? Send Jesus. Why did he send Jesus? For God so loved the world, that whole thing. That he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life? Yeah, that's the one. Jesus, God himself, mm-hmm. loves you, but he sees that you're in trouble. The Father is angry at you because you've broken his laws and you're under the curse of death and sin. Yes. Jesus came to fulfill all of the laws to break the curse so that you might live and have your sins forgiven and be in a right relationship with God. Jesus took the punishment you deserved, kept all the laws that you have broken so that you can be reconciled to God. You've broken God's laws, but Jesus paid your fine. My dying friend, and you are dying, by the way. We're not even role-playing. You are dying. Yes, sir. You're going to go down like the rest of us. God's going to call your number and kill you someday. Yes, sir. Because he's sustaining your life. And when he decides, I'm not going to sustain you anymore, you will die. Yes, sir. And you will be judged. And if you do not have the forgiveness of Jesus Christ credited to your account, he will send you to hell because he must, because he is just. Right. But he's rich in mercy and he desires to save you. And the goodness of Jesus can be credited to your account if you'll repent, turn from your sins, say you're sorry, and put your trust in Jesus and him alone. Mm-hmm. And the Bible promises when you do that, you will no longer be under the curse of death. God will he'll kill you but he's going to take you to be with him because all of your sins will be forgiven and grant you everlasting life because of what Jesus did on your behalf. So whether you die today or in 40 years, make sure that you're reconciled to God by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. And that way, you'll no longer be afraid of death because you don't have to fear death because Jesus has conquered death for you. That's what I would say to you if you asked me that question. That was pretty good. Now, here's my question for you, because yes, this is important. Okay. Have you repented and put your trust in Jesus? Yes, sir. When? A few years ago. Okay. Are you sure? I Look, I don't even want you to answer it, Okay. because I'm not your judge. Right. I'm a complete stranger on a bench at your school. Mm-hmm. The Bible says examine yourself and see if you're in the truth, okay? Okay. And it's been my experience when somebody doesn't immediately know what the gospel is, and what the major emphasis of Christianity is, it suggests mm-hmm. that maybe they haven't experienced it themselves. Right. Because if I came up on this bench and said, have you ever been in a car accident where your life was spared? Has that ever happened to you where you were almost in a big wreck? No, sir. If it ever happens, you'll never forget it. Right. Because it's just, yeah, wow, it's traumatic. This is the same thing where you actually die to yourself and God makes you born again. You come to the place where you realize, I'm not good, I've been very wicked, and I'm very sorry, and you turn from your sins and you put your trust in His Son, it's a major thing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And you'd never forget that. You don't have to know the second or the minute, but you should remember the season where God saved you and brought you into His family. Yes, sir. So do what the Bible says. Examine yourself. See if you're in the truth. Are you living for the Lord? Is He your number one affection? Are you in his word because you desire to know him? See if you're in the faith. And if not, then make your calling and election sure. Spend some time thinking about your sins and then think about what Jesus did to save you. And you should turn to him, not because you're scared of hell, but because the God of the universe died to save you from hell. And you should turn to him, not in fear, but in tears because that God loves you and wants you to have your sins forgiven. Yes, sir. Make sense? Yes, sir. All right. All right, my Methodist friend. Thanks for the chat. Right. You have a great right. day. See you. Okay. Tell your parents they did a good job. Yes. All right. All righty. The classes were just let out. We are at Georgia State College. Yep. It's right there on the side. <laughs> it's like a, a Cliff's Notes or a cheat sheet for me up on the up on the poles here, the lampposts. They've got their little flags. Gainesville State College. Hey, dude, what's the mascot here for the athletic? Uh, Geese, goose. You're kidding fighting me. Fighting geese, yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. Serious. Yeah, fighting geese. Yeah. Have you ever seen a geese fight? No. A goose fight? Alright. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Although I think Jan Hus would like that name. And he was a bit of a fighting goose, was he not? Who got it cooked in the end? <laughs> oh wow. And no wonder why. See when you when you when you go into downtown Georgia, actually in a lot of places in Georgia. You see the, the Georgia Bulldogs from Athens, and you get to, you get to see the, the Bulldog logo everywhere, because it's a bulldog. I don't think I've ever seen a fighting goose. What is that? Do you, it's like the Affleck guy. I'm sorry. Gainesville State College, you might want to have some sort of meeting and rethink the logo or the mascot here. We are at Gainesville State College. And it appears that the classes have just been let out, and we've got ourselves a new fishing hole. Came here today to do reconnaissance. Turns out, we might have ourselves a new spot. Although, there's there's two police officers who just walked out of the student center. Uh-oh. All righty. Well, this might be the end of the gig here at Gainesville State College. We'll find out together as we continue, maybe, on Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this... Groovy. Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon, was hit with an incendiary device a pre-born clinic in miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats in other words the battle for life is becoming a battle for life and yet the pre-born centers continue to open support organizations like pre-born and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening
0: again today offering freely loving christ-centered alternatives to these young women be part of the solution
2: Please join the literal battle for life, preborn.org slash wretched, slash
1: wretched. We hope you've enjoyed our previous releases of Breaking Bread. Our latest production, Todd's Chats with Phil Johnson and Daryl Harrison, covered topics we hope you found to be edifying and helpful. And now, our latest Breaking Bread interview has been released and this one you'll need to prepare yourself for. In his first interview since the unexpected loss of his son, Nick, Tim Challey sat down with Todd to discuss that very difficult time in his life. God's sovereignty
2: applies to matters of
1: life and death, who God grants and who, God,
2: who and when God takes them away. And so having a well-established doctrine of God's sovereignty, I think was the- Get it fixed in
1: advance. Tim shares his pain, his sorrow, confusion, and struggles. And to be honest, it's an interview you may have to pause in order to collect yourself at times. Our latest Breaking Bread with Tim Challies and all previous released Breaking Breads are available free on the Wretched YouTube channel or by visiting wretched.org slash breaking bread. How's inflation
2: been treating you? If costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home, would you please visit Medishare? dot com slash wretched affordable biblical health sharing christians paying for other christians medical bills which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff second of all you can save on average 500 per month and finally metashare it's the gold standard for health care sharing for more than 25 years It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE, or MediShare.com slash Wretched.
0: Books of the Bible. Lamentations is a book of poems written by Jeremiah after the fall of Jerusalem. They are marked by weeping, woes, and affliction. But even in sorrow, Jeremiah praises God. He proclaims God's justice, cries out to God for mercy, and confesses his faith in God. Lamentations teaches us a godly way to express sorrow and grow in the midst of loss. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio at
2: Gainesville State College of Georgia. All right, now I'm going to do something, frankly, really, really dumb. There's two girls sitting at a table who are really engaged in their computer. But let's see if we can get something going with these two. All right, ladies, I'm sorry. Don't close. I'm intrigued. What are you laughing about? What's so funny?
6: Uh, I was watching a video of one of my bands.
2: Ah, of one of your bands, uh, and it was funny.
6: Yeah. Oh, they were drunk.
2: Ah, they were drunk, <laughs> and so it was funny. Yeah. All right, are you guys leaving right now?
6: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm about to.
2: You're about okay. Because here's let me let me let me let me mm-hmm. tell you why I'm here. I've, this is my first time on the campus, and I'm coming here because I'm trying to see if there's people who are willing to talk about the subject that used to be considered taboo, and that is the subject of religion. To ask people what they believe about God. And I'm trying to figure out if this is like a good place to do that. And it seems like it is because I've talked to several people Mm -hmm. and they've been willing to be pretty open about talking about what they believe or what they don't believe. Mm -hmm. So let me ask y'all, because this is Mm -hmm. the South, what do you believe about God in the afterlife? What do you believe, young lady?
6: I don't know. I just believe that you go somewhere happy afterwards.
2: Does everybody go someplace happy? Yeah. Uh, Sama bin Laden, will he go someplace happy?
6: He's kind of happy, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's kind of happy.
2: happy. <laughs> you're a postmodern. Did you know that? No. Do you know what? A, do you know what postmodernism is?
5: Mm-hmm. No.
2: This is postmodernism. Postmodernism says that you can believe in. Let's say that you believe that you're going to go to a place. What's what? What would be what would be heaven for you? Describe your heaven. What did you say? Seventy-two guys for you?
5: No.
6: <laughs>
2: no. Okay. So what would be what would be heaven for you?
6: For me. Uh... I get to do martial arts all the time and listen to Avenged Sevenfold.
2: (laughs) Okay. And then Osama Bin Laden would go to be with 72 virgins. Now, you wouldn't say that he's wrong. You would just say that's truth for him. Your truth is your truth. It's completely different than his truth, but both truths are valid. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. That makes you a postmodern. Okay. Yeah.
6: But if it's truth, then it's neither right nor wrong, so it's not truth.
2: Say that again, because you lost me.
6: Okay. Truth means there has to be a wrong, Right. So if it's a truth, but they're both right, then it's not technically a truth.
2: <laughs> what, what color is your shirt? It's black. It's not white, is it? No. Okay. So the truth is, it's a black shirt, and if I called it a white shirt, it would be wrong. Right. Okay. So if you believe something completely opposite of somebody, just because it's in the spiritual realm, it would either be right or So, for instance, you believe that heaven is, what did you, you go into, where to listen to whom?
6: Oh, well, that's not what I believed heaven okay. is, but that would be really cool. <laughs> okay.
2: But if Osama bin Laden believes that it's something else, then one of you would be wrong, one of you would be right, or both right. of you would be wrong, but you can't both be right. Exactly. All right, here's what I believe. All right? I believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. Osama bin Laden is wrong. No paradise with 72 virgins. I believe that... <laughs>
6: that's a little extreme.
2: <laughs> okay, I, and I think that the Buddhists are wrong, and the Hindus are wrong, the Muslims mm-hmm. are wrong, only Jesus Christ is the true and living God, and only He can forgive sinners and reconcile them to God the Father and inherit eternal life through Him. Okay? That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm wrong? No. Do you think I'm right? No. So then you think I'm wrong? <laughs> no. Then I must be right. <laughs> no. You're a post-modern. Okay. <laughs> let Okay. Let, let me just leave you with the thoughts, you guys. Okay. All right. I'm either right or wrong. That's right. Okay. That's right. Exactly. All right, so it would be better for you to say, I think you're wrong, sir, than to say you're right in your own brain, because there's a name for that. It's called kooky. When you think that you make something up in your brain and you think that you're right, either Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, or he's not. Fair enough? Okay. So my question for you is, is Jesus the way, the truth, and the life? No. So you don't think that he's actually who he claimed to be? No. So if, if it's true that when we die, there's cosmic justice and somehow every wrong, it has to be given an account. So for all of the wrongs that you have done, the things that you've done that are wrong, whether it's lying or stealing or cheating or lusting or sexual sins or not honoring your parents, the things that you've done that have been bad, how will those things be dealt with in the afterlife? Will there be any sense of justice? Let me put it this way. If... God causes you to give an account for the crimes that you've committed against Him by lying or lusting or sorry, drunkenness or whatever, okay? What would God do with you if you do not have your sins forgiven by Jesus who died on a cross to be the punishment, the payment for your sins? If you don't have His goodness credited to your account and your sins forgiven, what will God do with you? What
6: does Christians believe? No,
2: you you're go. doing it now. Now you're doing the postmodern <laughs> thing. Oh,
6: I'm not postmodern. It's just like...
2: But you're, I, you're Miss Right or Wrong. Yeah, okay yeah. If what I'm saying to you is right and God's going to judge you, mm-hmm. what will he do with you? I'd go to hell. What would he do with you?
6: I believe that you would <laughs> deal with the problems here. And that afterlife is just
2: that big old oak tree I think that's an, what is that tree anyway <laughs> that's
6: a very big tree
2: it's a big one that tree <laughs> falls over you get caught in the chair you don't escape bang it kills you mm-hmm. you die you stand before that's- God himself there you are the books are open on your life every thought you've ever thunk every word you've ever uttered every deed done in darkness is brought into the light Okay. What would he do with you?
6: He'd make me write an essay. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's
5: exactly you
2: might what he's think do. that thing. Well, the, he may be custom designed hell for everybody, and it could be oh, writing essays for all oh, of eternity. Geez. But it would—he would would—he he would, he would, would, would have to punish do. you, wouldn't he?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So if Jesus is right, that you will be judged by God right now as you sit here, you better hope that tree doesn't fall under your <laughs> again, right? Because you would be going to.
6: Hell, Mm, Right. But isn't that like uh, just plain old fear, God scaring them into believing?
2: But that assumes that fear is bad.
6: How is fear not bad? Oh, you have fear regularly.
2: You (laughs) slam on the brakes when you're afraid that you're going to hit somebody. Yeah, (laughs) that's scary. That's right. And facing God as a sinner is scary. That's scary. Okay. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And it's okay to be scared. Right fear is good <laughs>
6: if it awakens <laughs> you to the danger today, this logic that's like saying, okay it's okay if i walk down the street even though there are creepy people around it it's okay to be afraid <laughs>
2: well if, if god is true and real and he's going to judge you and he's going to punish lawbreakers and he's powerful and he's angry at sin because it's such an offense against him then it's wise to be afraid but it doesn't have to stop there that fear can you awaken you to the beginning of wisdom What must I do to not receive the wrath of God would be then the question that I'd ask. Okay, if God is going to punish sinners, then has he provided an out for me? Has he provided a savior so that I don't have to go to hell? That would be then a good question to ask, and fear would have led you to that. And that would be okay, wouldn't it? I guess.
6: This sounds exactly what I've heard in church all my life. But you reject it. Um, I'm very confused about it. I don't know whether to accept it or not, because it sounds very monotonous and forced
2: then maybe this will help, and I'll leave you guys so you can be on your way. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you have been confused by people like me, where they're trying to encourage you to become a Christian so that you don't go to hell. And they've done, And they've done hellfire <laughs> preaching at you. I'm not trying to do that. I am saying you should be scared of hell because it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible thing. You don't... Nobody wants to go to hell. It's a scary place. But you should turn to God, not because you're afraid of hell, but because God has provided for you a way to escape hell. And God's kindness should lead you to say, Wow, if I deserve hell, but Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, took the punishment, he took the hell that I deserve for me because he loves me, then I want that God because he's good. Not because I'm scared of hell, but because he's been so kind to save me from hell. And you shouldn't want to delay because it's not like I'm playing some sort of Russian roulette with my eternity and I'll just wait until the end and say I'm sorry and then I'll get out of hell (laughs) but you should want to turn to him because it's like wow God loves me enough to save me to take the punishment I deserve if he's that good then I want him because of his mercy his grace his kindness and his love for me a sinner and it should be an offer of kindness that leads you to turn to him in repentance saying you're sorry and putting your trust in his son because there's nothing better what is better than knowing the one who loved you enough to die for you i personally have thought about it a lot and i can't think of anything eating a really great piece of watermelon that's cold on a hot day doesn't even come close (laughs) to knowing the god of the universe who died to save sinners. So it's an offer of kindness. So maybe if it's been confusing in the past that it sounded like the old hellfire business, hell is real, it's true, it's gonna happen, but you should repent and trust his son because he loves you and he died to save you and you can be in a right relationship with him and there's nothing better than that. So I'm walking away from your lovely shaded table here Leaving you to think about that. Is that fair?
5: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And please do this, my postmodern friends. <laughs> Don't wa- let me walk away and say, well, that's nice for that guy. I'm glad it works for that guy, or that's his truth. No. Mm-hmm. What I've said is either true or it's false. If it's false, you've got no worries today. If it's true, you're in big trouble. But the good news is God loves sinners, and he loves you, and he wants to save you. And he proved it by dying on a cross for you while you were yet sinning. Okay? So it's either true or false. Either reject it outright, and good luck on Judgment Day. Or (laughs) repent and put your trust in his son because it's true. Fair enough? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough? Alright, so now do you want to explain the uh, drunken band business?
6: Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just, uh, okay, no, <laughs> this big band.
2: You don't, what is that?
6: This is Avenge Sevenfold, and I was watching a video of them, so they're like this big metal band. Ah, they're, they're
2: your favorite band. Yes, they would, they're, they're not
6: a band I'm in or someone else.
2: They're your Guns N' Roses.
6: Yes, they're my Guns and Roses.
2: <laughs> See ya. Thanks for the chat. Appreciate it. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.